thoughts, ideas, people, caravan maintenance, trundle beds. What's that plastic thing doing down there? Shut up, Renee. Quiche. Niche. Niche's quiche. What's going on there? Pond Stan. Pond Stan! Is that for period pain? Uh, that just came into my head. Pond Stan! A good hello! Good hello, because you might be listening to this. Ah, oh, fuck, I'm recording it in an annoying place. Hang on a minute. That'll be better now. Ian! Ian! Uh, are you good? It is Monday. Oh, this, it's Monday. Monday the what? What is today? What even is this life? What? It's the 17th of July. Hand are you good? Hand are you good? I hope you're good. I hope you're doing good things. I hope you're feeling fit and fighting. I haven't drunk an alcohol drink since... Sheesh, how long is it? It's been... Well, it's three weeks. That's pretty good. That's good for me. Because I've got some bad places. Gonna wash that shit right out of my head. You gotta wash that shit right out of your head. Um, yeah, I've been escaping the dark thoughts. And uh, just sitting with them soberly. Um, it's not, look, one day you'll know, one day, one day, one day, is that an, that's an awful song by, um, who's that guy, Ray Thistlesweight, he's not an awful guy, sorry, he's awful, well, no, he was a, had a band that was much maligned, what they called Thirsty Merc, and they did that song for Bondi Rescue, it was that, good time in the summertime, um, which is a great song, it's actually a really great song, but they copped a lot of shit because they weren't Triple J, what's happened to that station, I've not listened in years. I've, I honestly have not. I wouldn't know who is a presenter. I wouldn't know what music's what. Um, I'm still kind of across music, I guess. I hope. Um, I used to have a friend there that used to send me a little mix once a month so I could still like retain some coolness. But we dropped out of contact with each other like you do as adults and friends. So I'm just moving the some stuff around the studio. I've, I've, I've lost a hat clip. Um, I've got a favourite hat, and I want to fix it, and I can't find the clip that fell off it. And I've realised I can super glue them on, and then the hat fits the head all the time at the right size, all of the time. Um, the water was cold this morning, so I did a... I haven't had a swim in a week, so I went off and dived in this morning at Bronto. And it was arctic. It wasn't very warm out... I mean, sorry, it wasn't very cold outside the water, which is so worrying... Um, I can't believe there's not more. I mean, I know there's uh, protests going on about stopping oil and stuff, but I cannot believe there's not more alarm bells ringing. Are you not a little bit worried that winter's feeling like this? Not if you're in Australia, um, you'll know. But if you're outside of Australia, it's really dry here. Um, I believe uh, well where I am in Sydney, it's been incredibly dry for for months, and really bright sunny days. Beautiful winter, like beautiful, but not right. Um, there needs to be more rain. You can feel it because it's going to be a tinderbox by the time summer comes around. I just, I, I don't know what's going on at the moment. Obviously, their pandemic, their little disease to bloody wipe out some of the population didn't work as well as they wanted to get the population down before the bloody uh, the global warming sets in. Um, as a mad person would say, you mad old bint. 
Um, thanks for all your messages. I'm going to read some messages out this week. You guys have been lovely on uh, on email, sending me messages, and it makes me it does it's such a lovely thing. So thank you so thank you very much, Patreon subscribers as well. I think nearly everybody's got their tea towels. I'm hoping you in the UK. I can't remember your names. Uh, they are coming. They are. I've got photographic evidence, so I can if you're getting worried about it, I can prove to you that they've been sent. Um, like it'd be dodgy, but um anyway, uh, and uh, in Canada as well. So, yeah, um, thank you so much to people who continue to support on Patreon because it is hard times. I know there's a recession. So if you've stuck in there, thank you so much. If you're a new subscriber, thank you so much as well. Really, it does financially mean a lot as a man who cannot get a gig. I can't get a I can. I mean, I can get. I can do live gigs, which is me bread and butter. Um, but as for television, me head looks too shit or I might look too white and middle-aged as a man, but I understand that because doorways open. But at the same time, I saw the, the new casting for, um, what's it called? The, that Taskmaster. I saw the new casting. There's, there's an old man on that as well. Come on. Uh, anyway, it's, uh, that's just what it is. It's just what it is. It's the bloody industry and <laughs> sometimes you're hot and sometimes you're not. And right now I'm not and that's okay. Um, anyway, uh, I thank you so much to my patriots. You've got you guys are fantastic, and the people that continue to send messages. I'm going to read some out. Like I said, um, yeah, it's just it's 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 a joy to crack open the email, and um, yeah, if I do get back to you and it's brief, it's just because there's there's quite a few, and I try. Oh, someone sent me an amazing. Oh, someone sent me an amazing um, reality show idea. It's very good. I mean, I'm going to contact you. James, I will contact you and we'll have a chat about it. It's definitely up the alley of the guy who I could take it to. Um, not to say that the other ideas are not good at all. They're great, but they're not in that kind of competitive vein that Survivor is and all those shows. You know what I mean? That's what this guy is. And if you've got no idea what I'm talking about, I've got a contact to the world of reality. He's a guy who co-devised and created um, Survivor, the American version with Mark Burnett. So... He's looking for ideas and, you know, we've got like-minded acquaintances and he likes my mind. So he asked, and I've asked you, and I thought maybe I could bring something to it as well. If you've got an idea, send it in. I'm not stealing ideas. You've got emails there. You can trace it back. I'm not going to nick your idea. Um, and for the other ideas that have come in, yes, I will get back to you. But people are sending movie ideas, which I don't, I can't do that. I can't make a movie. I don't know people to make movies. Uh, and it's the older I get, it's more increasingly difficult to get those movies. I could write a book about it. That's about it. I am going to write a book soon. I've got two ideas. Um, God, I talk a lot of shit, don't I? I'm always doing stuff. And, like bloody silly billy walks, making two-minute noodles, which are all happening. I just engaged a, um, uh, what do you call it? A, uh, a My accountant is uh, and a lawyer for silly billy. So it is happening. And I'm actually paying money out of my own pocket for it, which sucks. Uh, but I think it's tax deductible in the end. Uh, but it's all getting up and ready for March next year, which is March 2024. So very excited about that. That's going to be good. Um, this, none of this has been funny yet, has it? This is me just telling you shit. Bloody, what's going on with spoons, guys? You fucking, you put the fucking soup on, and then you swallow it, and then there's fucking no soup on it. What the fuck's going on there? Um... Okay, I, I don't know what to do now. I, I feel like I should continue talking. I don't want to play a history of things yet. I do want to talk more. Oh, I baked some Anzac biscuits. Sorry, I baked some Anzac biscuits yesterday. Uh, for people outside of Australia and New Zealand, an Anzac biscuit was a biscuit that we used to that can last long distances. So I believe we used to send them over to our soldiers in Gallipoli, where the Brits sent us to our deaths on a beach. Not from sun cancer. 
from gunfire. Um, that's kind of like, I guess Australia is reverse Gallipoli, where they'd sent fair-headed British people to go live on the beach and then die of sun cancer. Yes. Slow Gallipoli. It's a slow Gallipoli. Um, anyway, uh, I made some Anzac biscuits because uh, my friend baked some and gave some to me for my little love of my life. And she uh, she loved them. And then I got the recipe and it's such a simple thing to make. I mean, it's still not that great for you, but it's, you know, better than out of a packet. So we did that and that was really, really fun. My uh, my partner made a divine, like a daffinois potato thing. So we gorged like Kodiak bears last night. I, I've been calling her a Kodiak bear all weekend because, look, she, she did a poo that smelt so wrong. And it just smelt like the excrement of a Kodiak bear, which I think is a real bear. But the bears that prey on carrion and bin stuff and eat old birds and dead fish and then the, you smell the scat and you're like, oh my God, sorry, I've been watching too much alone. Um, yes. Uh, I, God, I've been going for 10 minutes now and I don't know what I've told you and if there's anything relevant here. But you seem to be enjoying the podcast. You're tuning in because you're like-minded uh, people. You're scattered in the head. So therefore, this is probably calming for you because you can follow the thought because that's the way your brain works. I mean, I'm not bloody... Uh, so, uh, you know, up myself that I think that I'm the only one who thinks like this. Obviously you guys think like this as well, especially Benjamin Johnson, who keeps emailing in. We're like-minded brother. Um, I can't get back to all, all your emails because my God, do they go to some places up and down and around and all over. But last week, um, I was talking about the Pintupi tribe and this is weird, but he texted me going, hello, one fuck Simmons. Um, which is uh, what I decided to call myself in last week's podcast. One fuck Simmons, because I don't give two fucks about anything now. No, no, I don't give two fucks. I give one fuck. I just give one fuck. So I do care. So it's not like I don't give two fucks. If you're outside of the country, you don't know what that means. It's an Australian slang expression for I don't give a shit about you or I don't care. I don't give two fucks, mate. Um, but I do. I give one fuck. So I am now known as one fuck Simmons, which I like. Um, so I mentioned the Pintupi tribe, which were the last people, which sounded ra racist the way I said that, but the Pintupi were the, uh, the last clan, Aboriginal indigenous clan of Australia that walked out of the desert back in 1984, which is extraordinary. They hadn't encountered any Europeans yet or bloody, um, South Americans, you know, it's not just Europeans, uh, or anybody, any people from Bengal. So I don't know why I'm, what I'm covering up there, but there's something, um, so he wrote to me here. I might have to, there might be some expletives in here, but we'll see how we go. Uh, Pintupi was July 3, if it was keeping you up at night. There was a documentary years ago, sad but fascinating, reality show, Bald People Exchange Program. Shaving people and see how you go in life. That's actually a really great, um, that's a great idea. I did want to film a special just for bald people. I thought that was a really good idea. So just bald people in the audience who could really understand what I'm going on about. Um, <coughs> pardon me. And he says here, all the, all the, you can't say that offending people, but you can lift a fucking finger or nod your head if I let you through, cunts. Jeez, what's going on here? I've been listening to Zeps after you mentioned him in a previous podcast. Never heard of him probably due to a rational dislike of New South Wales, but enjoying uncomfortable conversations. Yes, it's really good. Interesting, but I have uh, to consciously disengage because it drags me back into new stuffs. I don't know what that, oh, news stuff. Gotcha, man. Yeah, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, if you are all across the news, it can really bring you down. And I understand that news cycles are a bit of a... Um, yeah, you're right, man. It, to, consci uh, to consciously disengage is a really... Um, is a really good... A good thing to do, I think, with the news. Because it, is, it will get you down. But at the same time, how will you know if there's a tsunami coming? 
Um, anyway, so my kids are Aboriginal, Torrens Strait. Oh, right. There you go. Inherited, but my complexion is a trick is... Uh, my complexion is... What? And they inherited my complexion, but it's tricky raising them with all the effing drama, cultural war, war or whatever on all sides. Can I send stuff to the P.O. box in Fitzroy? Nothing wrong, wrong. Maybe a book or a little legal surprise. What does that mean? Um, maybe crossing lines, but fuck, if I don't try changing things, I'll get dizzy. Okay, I don't know what I can do for you there, Ben. I might actually uh, just get back to you on email on that one, because that one seems personal. Um, all right, well, uh, what the hell's going on there? What's a little legal surprise mean? That sounds really scary. A little legal surprise? Um, alright, well, uh, I'll get back to you one fuck Benjamin very, very soon. Um, okay, I will play something for you here. This will probably be an old history of things, or something else. Or something, maybe something you've heard before. Maybe you haven't. I still haven't run out. Isn't that great? I still haven't run out of stuff. Alright, uh, okay, I'll speak to you in a minute. I need some things at the Institute! A precise history of things with Sam Simmons. The history of that. What's that? That over there. That what? That. Yeah? Where? Down there. It kind of looks like a sultana. It does look like a sultana. Or a very small poo. Well, does it sound like a sultana? I don't know. I'll just put my ear to it and listen. Hello, Sheila, I'm a sultana. My name is Jesus. And I really like being a sultana and shit. Jesus sounds way too Latino to be a sultana. Yeah, well, if he's a real sultana, he won't mind one bit if I try some radical ninjutsu moves on his ass. Stop beating up the sultana, you bitch. Don't call me a bitch, Simmons. Hey, Mom. Then what should I call you then? Clayton? Why didn't you tell me? You guys should stop arguing and shit. I think you two would be good together sexually. Maybe I could show you some sex moves and stuff and shit. I don't want to learn sex moves from a sultana. But I do freaky sultana shit. Okay, well maybe just one thing then. Okay, well what I do first is I... And then I... Oh my god, that's disgusting! Where did you learn that? When I was a great and shit. What are you two talking about? Don't worry about it, Patricia. No, I want to know. Okay, well, let's sing about our sex moves together, my new friend, Jesus the Sultana. Yeah. All right. Okay, so what I do, I do the, I do the high parts and shit. All right, well, I'll do the low. I do the sexually. I'll do it sexually. Yeah. Sexy fruit that sits in the zone. But you try it out and stick it up your bum. Oh, too much info. Sultana tits. Don't call me Sultana tits, picnic tits. I'm Patricia. I love Patricia. To be confirmed. TBC my ass. Yes, uh, Sam Simmons, is it? Hello, Julie. What's going on with you? Are you feeling really good, Julie? Um, they're just uh, one of one of many people who have emailed in at samnichesquiche at gmail.com. Hello, George. I really loved your letter. Um, George sent me a really... Oh, actually, George um, recorded something for me. I'll play it later on. I've not heard it. Not heard it. I'm fighting a $283 fine because I refuse to pay it because of construction around my... Um, where, I, where, I, where I abide. Where I abide? Where I abode. Where I live. Anyway, um, I'm, I'm not paying it. I'm just not... I'm not paying it. I'm not paying it. I'm not paying it. Send me to jail. I don't give a shit-o anymore. I'll get a, I'll get a bloody, uh, I'll get a live show out of it. Um, anyway, so yeah, fighting that fine. And I've got some proof and evidence that the stop signs are changing, the no stopping zones. Bastards! Revenue raise this stupid country. 
If you've not travelled overseas, you don't realise how dumb this fucking hole is. Just with its bloody rate hikes and revenue raising and fines. And it's why we're a rich country. We're literally just ripping money out of poor people's pockets. Like, bloody, anyway. I just can't believe it. You park your car anywhere in Greece. Just bloody go park it on the steps of the parliament. No one gets upset. It's fine. Just bloody trust us. If you want to park on a corner, turn left on a left like you can in America. It's great just turning left on a left. You safely turn on the left because we're bloody safe and we know what we're doing. We know that there's no cars here. You can turn on the left. Uh, it's ridiculous. So I'm not going to pay this $283 fine. I I flatly refuse. Um, anyway, that's, that's where I channel my rage. I did get... Um, I got... I publicly had some strange rage the other day. So... Oh, you know, you go to the... It was a weekend supermarket shopping trip. So it's a Sunday afternoon and you're like, oh, I don't want to be in here. Everyone's in here. And again... It was an elderly woman, and I know I'm getting angry because she's, you know, old, but she shouldn't have been there. She's had all week. What are you doing there on Sunday? Like, anyway, you, you, really, you've had all week to shop. You don't need to be there. And there she was. It's one of the things that really gets to me is banning old people from shopping on weekends. I've gone on about it before, but there she was. And she was taking too long to choose cheese. So she was at the counter, the cheese, you know, the cheese counter, the cheese fridge. And I, I knew where the cheese was that I had to get. It's for the kid. And I knew I could... I, I could have been rude and just put my arm past her and grab the cheese. But I didn't want to because it felt threatening and nasty. And also earlier that day, I'd seen... I saw a um, a bogan, like an absolute bogan, in a really big, hotted up ute, like a raptor or something, get really angry at a little old lady, dri little old lady driving a hatchback. And he aggressively just pulled around her like really angrily and she looked visibly scared and I was crossing the lights and I was a pedestrian I just looked at him like what are you doing mate and then he started like scream swearing at me from inside his raptor um, so anyway I didn't want to seem aggressive because this woman wanted to choose cheese but the thing is how long does it take to choose cheese and also like you've seen all the brands there's no new ones like you've bloody seen brands come and go cheese is cheese choose cheese and fuck off um, and I said um Hang on a minute. <coughs> Pardon me. <clears throat> I said quite. I said loudly, and I didn't mean to. I just went cheese, cheese. She didn't hear it because she's old. But I said it loudly, and I'm I'm pretty sure a shopper right near me did hear me say cheese, cheese, uh, which was uh, not a not cool, man. You don't want to be bloody yelling cheese, cheese at the supermarket, do you? Just fucking cheese, cheese. Uh, anyway. Uh, Yes, uh, what was I going to tell you? Oh, yes, uh, I've told you about the Kodiak bear. It's kind of rude, isn't it? Des describing your wife as a Kodiak bear after having a... Doing a poo, which is just human. It's just, it was really, it was an intense one. Um, she won't like me saying this. She'll get really embarrassed. And um, I'm sure no one will get back to her, so it doesn't matter. I uh, went to Luna Park last um, Friday, which uh, it's like a fun fair. It's like Coney Island, if you're um, overseas. And I have a yearly pass to the place for my daughter because the prices are just, it's just, they rot you there. It's like $80 a ticket or something ridiculous and 120 for a year's pass, unlimited rides whenever you want. And it's like, well, that's an absolute bargain because I can use it as leverage over my child to, um, what was that? Sorry, I thought I heard someone upstairs, which is scary because I'm alone. Um... Uh, I can use it as leverage to make her do stuff. We go, yeah, we won't go to Luna Park next week. Um, it's good. It's a bargain. So I took her and I took her friend along, Primrose. And so Primrose and Luna were having lots of fun at Luna Park. But the first ride they wanted to go on 
was this hot this thing that goes right up in the air and spins around on chains and you're seated together. Now I hate rides. I hate velocity. I hate heights. Uh, but they really wanted to go. It was the first ride. I was like, yep, fair enough. Let's do it. <sighs> so we had to go one at a time. This is the this is where it gets bad. So because the kids are both six years old, they're too little to travel by themselves, but they can go with an adult. I'm the only adult. So I had to make one wait whilst I went on the ride first with Luna. And then as Primo was waiting, she waited um, until I got onto the ride with her the second, second time. I only just survived the first one and I felt nauseous straight away. Um, I'd had a grapefruit juice, which is not a good thing because it, um, it feels funny in my tummy, but some, I like the taste of it. So I had a, a ruby red grapefruit juice. I feel sick already saying this. I got on the ride, second time, you, you go up in the air, you're spinning around. I asked the guy, uh, I feel sick before I get on, I got on the second ride. Got any tips? He said, yeah, just stare at the numbers on the seat in front of you, which I did, didn't help. Got off, vomited, like everywhere, everywhere, with distance from people, but people could still see me doing it. So it was like a back, an awful back, a sordid back corner of Luna Park, Sydney, just, just watery, hot, hot vomit hot grapefruit vomit everywhere like all over my shoes it was splashed back on my legs it was disgusting and there was a guy there because like this is the thing about Luna Park and places like the zoo everybody goes so it's every socioeconomic bracket every type of person every everybody's there so it's not like um unless you own your own zoo or amusement park you're gonna be there so it's everyone and this guy was a scumbag, like real, he looked like an absolute low life. Like it was a sunny day. It wasn't hot though, but just in a singlet, you could tell he's really itching for a durry. And he was just looking at me like, oh, look at you, mate. Weak as piss. Can't go on a kid's ride, can you? Yeah, weak as piss, cunt. Um, yeah, so it was, it was quite confronting. Um, and I saw him later on in the day as well, because I had to stay there and continue on the rides. Awful day, awful, awful day. It affected me so badly, my inner ear or my the balance in my head. I didn't feel right for two days. I felt like vomiting for two days straight every time I thought about it. I don't know whether that's a thing. I haven't even looked it up. If there's a motion thing that happens with uh, in your brain or it dislodged a bad memory in my head. I don't know what it did, but I went to a bad place. I went. To, I spiraled. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, I'm still battling some type of influenza -y thing. It's been in there for a long time, but, uh, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Just get a, a little tickle in your bloody throat. Um, yeah, so Luna Park was, uh, it's, a, it's a great place though. Like the, the, the big wooden slides there. If you do get the chance in Sydney to go to Luna Park, it is good. Uh, especially the, it's called Funnyland, which is, there's not much thought behind it. This is called Funnyland. It's not that funny, Funnyland. It's just, uh, there's like, there's a mirror maze. Um, but there's these massive old toboggan-like wooden slides. And I can't imagine they're going to last for much longer in terms of, I don't know, just like extra safety and OH&S in this bullshit country that hands out $283 parking fines for having the arse end of your, 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 your mother's bloody Daihatsu charade or whatever it is just hanging over the no-stopping zone overnight at 9pm, you fucking assholes, in a West Council. Um... Yeah, you can tell it's probably going to be shut down at some point soon. So if you get the chance, go there because it's an amazing place. But uh, yeah, and the funny land's a great word for it, really. It is good. Funny land. Hey, guys, do you want to go to funny land? Which sounds very, very creepy. Um, anyway, uh, I guess we should play something for you now. Um, and then I'll come back with a few more stories and then we'll get into a great deep dive inspired by the tennis, of all things. I'll speak to you in a minute. 
I'm Bob Maynard from ABC Classic FM. We never had sports star sex scandals when I was a boy. Sportsmen were paid in molasses and duck eggs. I'll have three duck eggs for one candle, thank you very much, I'd say to the local candlestick man. Candlestick man, oh, the memories. I'm Bob Maynard. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, just quickly, speaking of um, excursions and children. Oh, by the way, someone did mention to me that maybe I should break up the kids stuff. Like, don't mention the kids stuff all the time uh, and put it into another podcast. It, it just, the thing is, then I don't have much to talk about because I, my life's not that exciting. I just, I clean the house and look after a kid and I go to work and I write stuff and that's about it. I'm going away in a month. That should bring some adventures and some stories. But until then, I, 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 I'm sorry. That's all I've got. Um, so I hope the kids stuff doesn't upset you or you get bored with it. It's not like I'm talking sport all the time. Do you know what I mean? Like doing a sports podcast. Uh, and I do do a deep dive. But anyway, look, if you're upset by the kids stuff, I am sorry. But I, I mean, it's just life, isn't it? Um, and, and, and if you're thinking, oh, God, I, I can't relate to this. I don't have a kid. Then don't relate to it like it's another human it's just i exist in a world with another human who happens to be six years old which is quite funny um with the things that you need to do considering you know my past and where i've come from to be a father and to be an upstanding citizen is a ridiculous thing um she is on her last day of school holiday care today and they're going for an excursion to uh the aquarium but guess where else i mean this is a weird comp oh, it's not really a weird combo it's a strange place to take a kid though Madame Tussauds, like, I, d I don't think, I, I've never been, but I can assume that she's not really going to be that excited by seeing a wax like, a wax likeness of Kylie Minogue or, um, who's that tall one? Um, Nicole Kidman. Like, I don't think she's going to go, oh, wow, look, it's Nicole Kidman. She'll just be like, who's that? Who's that? Oh, who's that? But imagine that, but times that by about 60 kids, all from the ages of four to six. That's a nightmare. What a nightmare. Actually, funnily enough, I saw on Saturday afternoon, there was kids' kids' birthdays and all that crap, and I saw one of our uh, after-school carers. She was just sitting in the park, just in, enjoying the sunshine with her dog. You know, and the last thing she wants is to be annoyed by one of the parents and one of the kids from aftercare. You know, it's a, it's a time off. And I walked up to her and I said, oh, hey, Grace, great to see you. Do you mind looking after Luna for another half an hour or so? <laughs> she, she was like, yeah, okay, I will. And I was like, is he even going to do that? And I was like, oh, have a good day. I'm sorry about that. I was just joking. But just her face in the way that she said, yeah, I'll do that. And just like, there was not menace behind her, but just like, oh, fuck. Um, anyway, it was, it was funny to me. But taking a whole lot of, taking a, a 60 kids under the age of six to Madame Two Swords, that's not going to work. It's not anyway. Um, uh, oh, but and also last kid thing. So my child, she hates soccer. Hates playing soccer. Hates playing soccer. She hates it. She's naturally gifted though, and I've been told this by the guy who runs the children's program at her soccer league that he has been watching her. She's not, and she is. She's really, really good at it. She. If I, she gets really angry, she's like, I want to play more. I said, look, if you do this, we can go in a minute. Just get in there. Just You go to that goal there and just see which goal you want to kick it into. She'll kick four goals at a time. She'll take on big boys. She'll tackle them, get really angry, then come off and go, oh, it's a war, and get really shitty about the experience. 
but she's amazing at it. She's done. She does dexterous things with her feet, flicks the ball in the air. It's insane. <coughs> but I can't get her to really like it. And guess what? I'm not going to force her into it. I could be like one of those, you know, the Williams dad, the Williams sister's dad. I can't remember his name. Mr. Williams, um, who forced his children to play tennis a lot. I could probably do that with her and soccer or golf, like Tiger Woods' dad. Is that where Tiger Dad comes from or Tiger Parenting? Man, some parents are shit, I've got to say. They're so competitive and weird. It's yuck. I don't like it. Real weird gang stuff that happens at schools. I can't believe it just in your adult years as well, this bullshit continues of cool cool clubs. I mean, I know it happens in comedy. Comedy is just bloody puerile. The comedy industry is just full of teenagers just smearing gossip and rumours and bitching about each other. But um, in the schoolyard, come on. Stop it. Just bloody be nice. Just be nice, you fucking asshole parents. Um, okay. I am going to get this. I oh, know I'm going to read some letters to you. I will. I'll read some letters. Here's, uh, this, who's this from? This is from George. Hi, Sam. Check out this audio message I finally recorded for you after putting it off for months. Feel free to play it on the pod or just keep it for your own greedy little self. Either way, just thought you should know that you're... Oh, something really, really nice, he said. Just something really nice. I'm going to play it right now, and then I'll, I'll see how I do my feelings. Hi, Sam. Loving the podcast. I know your comedy is quite polarising because there are those of us who love the genius of your absurdity and those who are a bunch of humorless cunts. Anyway, just a few observations that I've had listening to you over the months. Let's do it. Uh, firstly, I'm Greek, and I don't think Suck it's racist shit. if you try to pronounce things correctly. I mean, it's gyro, not a fucking gyro. Uh, try oh. saying it with me. Gyro. Oh, I thought it was no, gyros. Gyro. No. I would like one gyro with Euro. extra tzatziki. Yeah. You better not be saying tzatziki. I'm not saying tzatziki. Um, I have a deep dive for you. Okay. Do a quick Google search for intactivism. Oh. Now, it seems kind of hilarious at first, but it's also something I'm legit here for because, spoiler alert, uh, it's still common practice for us to mutilate baby dicks. What? Like, what the oh, fuck yes. is that about? Yeah, totally. Also, you'll be pleased to know that I took your psychological advice that you didn't know you were giving because uh, I got all the fun mental health disorders like depression, anxiety, OCD, autism, the fucking works. And great. Uh, so if I find myself in a thought spiral, I'll just yell at myself to stop it and it totally works. So yeah, thanks. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, what else? Uh, quick dream interpretation. I dreamt I was on a bus. What's going on there? Is that it? Um, also, I'll have you know that <laughs> I too teach green screen filmmaking to children. So yeah, uh, that oh, wow. idea is already taken. So back off. Uh, where was I? Oh, I saw you with my partner a few years back. And the only way he agreed to come to your show was if we didn't sit in the front row. Because, you know, he's the kind of person you can spot in a crowd and be like, yeah, I'm going to pick on that cunt. So I got his tickets in row G. And guess what? Got there were no fucking rows A to F. I mean... Who does that? So, long story short, we ended up in the front row. Uh, you it. pulled him up on stage yes. and made him smack your ass with a badminton racket. Oh, I love it. Okay, love you. Bye. Oh, thanks, George. That How nice was that? See, that's what I... Oh, it hurt me in me heart, hole. Hurt me in me heart. Um, I've got some great treats for you, I can tell you that, George. Oh, my God. I hope you know that I have for years been pounding on Greeks because I thought of all the people... Because, I mean, racism is so ridiculous that if you were to... I did this in a Greek club in um, in Hobart. So I played a 
some venue promoters brought me there to play this Greek club, and they squeezed like I mean it was they kind of they they used me. They squeezed. It was very Greek in a way. They squeezed way too many people into the room, and I'm pretty sure I financially did not receive what I was meant to receive. But anyway, that's another bloody story. Um, but it was a Greek club, and I was able at one point to play this next thing. So I'm going to go find it and then play it for you to put it into context. And I slowly played it uh, during the middle of the show, and I upset the owners of the Greek club. It was really, really cool. Um, hang on, I'll play it in a second, but I just wanted to say, George, thank you very much for that. There was a moment in there where you said that uh, you, you saw me with your partner and I was just like, oh my God, have we slept together? So thank God you clarified that uh, straight away because I have to tell you, in my um, in my younger days of comedy, I slept with... A, I was a real little whore man. Um, I slept around. Uh, I hope you don't not judge me for that, anyone. But um, okay, I'm going to pull out my Greek gear for you right now. All right. Hey, and thank you, George, sincerely... Thank you so much. And yes, with the spiraling patterns of thought, uh, when you go into a deep and dark place, it is good to call yourself out in it because no one else will. Uh, it'd be good if there was a little blocker, a little thing in your head that would just go up and like a, like a valve in the heart to make the blood flow better and to make the negative thoughts just stop. Anyway, maybe that'll be in the future somewhere. All right, uh, let's get into some Greeks. This is my impression of a slightly racist man because he's a little bit suspicious because he just bought a taco off a Greek guy. What are you talking about? It's a, 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 a taco. You eat it. <laughs> Fuck. That was, that was a terrible Greek accent, but you get the idea. This is all pre-recorded Greek material that I already have that exists, which is just ridiculous that I have this much stuff. Wait, there's more. There's more. Hang on. Here we, we're climbing to it. Here we go. Right now. Here we go. Be a Greek beekeeper. That was be a Greek beekeeper, which was a fantasy that I had because apparently there's the, the best honey in the world is Greek honey because the bees can't travel between the islands because they can't fly over the sea. So there's pure bees in parts of Greece. Now, this is what happened in the Greek club. This is what I played in the Greek club. Let's meet a Greek. No more I started Greeks. this chant. No more Greeks. No more Greeks. Now no slowly, I Greeks. tried to get the entire no audience to join Greeks. in. No more Greeks. And they did. No and then like there were Greek guys coming out of the kitchen. No there were Greek guys coming from the outside of the building. Like what the fuck's going on in here? What do you mean no more Greeks? You're in the Greek club. So on. And there you go. So you can imagine how that went down. George, that was just for you, man. Um, thanks so much for your uh, for your message. It was it was glorious. It made me feel great. And I'm glad that you tell yourself to stop it when you are spiralling. All my love. All right. We'll get into some, um, some more stuff in a minute. Some more letters. Uh, what's, who's this from? This is from... Uh, oh, I don't know who this is from. I haven't put it down. I printed it out though. Duncan? I think it's from Duncan. Uh, he's he's come at me with some noodle two-minute noodle flavours. And I can't tell. I think that he's being serious, but I know no one's going to eat them. Uh, so smoky brisket and lemon lemon myrtle, which sounds fancy. I get, I get it. That's a chip. That's one of those kettle chip flavors that they come up with that no one eats. Uh, pie floater, floater flavor. That's a Smith's crisp idea. These are not noodle flavors, Duncan. These are chips. Uh, Vegemite and cheese. Yes, it's already a chip. Uh, HSP halal snack pack, which is a an abomination. I don't care. And if you think that's Islamophobic, it's not. It's just fucking taste butterphobic. Disgusting. Uh, that's, that chili sauce they use on the halal snack pack is just foul. 
Uh, mango, chili, and lime flavored two-minute noodles. What's wrong with you? That's not even a chip. That's just an awful idea. Uh, balsamic bacon. That's a chip. There you go. The stanky stormy uh, has a bit of a shrimp taste. What does that mean? Uh, not into a uh, stanky stormy Daniels. Is that like Jack Daniels? I don't know what that means, but that's all right. They're they're, um, they're chip flavors, my friend. Chip flavors. I can't see them working in noodle form. Or oh, noodle. Um, that sounded wrong. <laughs> Uh, also, big thank yous to Luke, sent me a very lovely, endearing um, email that's a little bit gloaty, so I don't want to read it because I'll get shy. Don't. Stop it, you guys. Don't. Uh, okay, I'm just going to pause for a minute because I'm hungry. Um, I'll speak to you in a minute and we'll come into our deep dive, inspired by the tennis. Hi. Hey, anything that looks like you for me? I'm looking for Mr. Fingers by Herbert Pants. Mr. Fingers by Herbert Pants. Herbert Pants, he does that whole, uh, there's a remix of the, uh, the Suspicious Dog song. Nothing's coming up for it. I don't trust dogs that wear jackets, suspicions. Herbert Pants. <laughs> Nothing's coming up for that artist. Is it a new release? Mr. Fingers. Yeah, I still don't know it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yes, this week's deep dive, inspired by live sport. Sport, yeah, get your sport. Put it on your nuts, whack it on your back. It's sport pack. Um, it was uh, the tennis, so Djokovic. I was at Novak Djokovic, the, one of the villains of uh, international sport, was beaten. And everyone was like, yeah, you got beaten, you meanie. Um, even though he's probably not a meanie, he's probably a nice guy. But, I, you know, things point to the fact that, you know, he's a villain. He's a villain, not like, uh, not since the days of McEnroe and Ivan Lendl, and I think Boris Becker was a, uh, was a bloody uh, villain. And it made me think about villains and how good they make the world. I think villains are good things. Not the real life ones, and I will talk about some real life ones. But the ones definitely in art and literature, in cartoons, they're always more interesting than the other characters. Hans Gruber, I'll point to you straight away. Darth Vader, Hannibal Lecter, Jack Torrance from um, The Shining, uh, Jack Nicholson's character, uh, even though he's trying to murder his wife and child, which is not good, but he's a good villain. Uh, Annie Wilkes from Misery, and this is where it gets interesting because uh, women, uh, you can find a lot in literature and cartoons and stuff, but in real life, there's hardly any female villains. You know why? I hate to tell you, fellas, they're just nicer. And you might get offended at that if you're a woman. Just like, no, I don't. I'm not nice. The thing is, you, I, 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 I dare say, fuck. I might even be getting. Am I getting into a territory here? Um, no, just predis predisposed to just be nicer and kinder. Does that sound good? Is that the right thing to say about that? But yeah, I did. I, I tried to research villains, like real life villains, and I hardly found any. It's it's a majority of men. So I think it's a testosterone -y thing. So it's something that comes from within you, deep within your testicles, uh, that makes us evil. Anyway, um, the only other, one of my other favourite female uh, villain characters was the hardcore Asian lady in The Crow. Remember The, the Crow with Brandon Lee? That was the film he died on, Bruce Lee's son. But there was a, a hardcore Asian lady wearing leather. When I say hardcore, it's because she was wearing leather. Not hardcore Asian looking. But a hardcore Asian lady. And she said in a very um, very thick uh, Asian accent, as she grabbed someone's eyeball, I believe, from memory, and she goes, I like the pretty ones. Anyway, uh, that's a good villain. Uh, Skeletor, when we get a cartoon world. Skeletor, fantastic. Um, who's the bloody Ursula? The, the little mermaid, the big fat... Um, octopus lady that lived under the sea who was, uh, I think, modelled on Divine. Now, Divine 
was a drag queen from John Waters films who famously ate a lot a, do- a live dog poo um, on screen. And when I say live dog poo, we saw the dog do the poo, and then Divine picked it up and ate it. <laughs> anyway, um, you know she was a she was a drag queen and artist. She was pretty ex- extraordinary. I don't know whether Divine was a villain, but she's not a female villain. But then again, maybe they would have liked that back then, but they didn't happen then. What? This is the 70s, I believe. Uh, Gargamel, Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns from The Simpsons, great villain. See, these are the characters that just, the yin and yang, because Homer's a great character, but Mr. Burns is fantastic because he makes it dastardly. Dick Dastardly, there's another one. Dr. Claw from Inspector Gadget. There was, um, actually, you know, there's, there's similarities here where they're playing Scar from The Lion King. I think it was Jeremy Irons who played him or did the voice. And it was, there, I don't think there was panic in the day, but there was a little bit of like, oh, hang on, why do the villains have to be so um, uh, ludicrously high camp and gay? Like Skeletor as well is quite high camp. Like, yeah, I'll get you, He-Man. Um, with, you know, stereotypically so. But uh, yeah, it's, uh, and also like, you know, Russian ones and Hans Gruber being a German one, it's pretty easy. But these are my, some of my favourite ones, fra- favourite real villains. And just quickly, I'm just going to give some shout outs to Vlad the Impaler. Uh, always known as, also known as Vlad Dracula. The character of Dracula was loosely based on Vlad, based on Vlad, sorry, due to his sadistic personality and cruel acts done to the people of uh, Wallachia, where he reigned as prince three times between 1448 to 1462 and killed about 20% of the population. Jesus. I mean, I mean if that's, even if that's 100 people in the village, that's a lot. Uh, he impaled the victim through the buttocks until the state came out of their mouth. I did know that. Um, it's still awful to read. A German pamphlet once read, he roasted children whom he fed to their mothers and he cut off the breasts of women and forced their husbands to eat them. This is awful. And then after that, they're all impaled. Okay, that's a bad, that's a bloody rough villain there. Okay, Ivan the Terrible. Let's see here. Ivan was the first czar of Russia. Uh, maybe that's like Tzatziki or Tzatziki, czar of Russia. Because it's a T-S-A-R for czar and Tzatziki is T-Z. But it's Zitziki, Zitziki, Zar. Yeah, there you go. As a kid, he used to throw animals off the top of, stall, of tall structures. They might be making that up. Hang on a minute. So Ivan the Terrible. I mean, it's pretty terrible if you're doing that, like throwing puppies off a building. But there weren't buildings back in 1530. What do you mean tall structures? Cliffs. Uh, though he was intelligent, he had bouts of rage due to mental illness. During one, he even killed his own heir to the throne. But that makes sense, because, you know, unless it's his son um, or daughter... He loved impaling, beheading, burning, strangling, frying, blinding, and disemboweling. <laughs> Just a few things I love, guys. Um, I also love playing chess, and I love the 1980s series Dynasty. Um, even in Friends, he saw his enemies. In the Novogrod Massacre, more than 60,000 people were tortured to death. Jeez. Oh my god, that's so weird I said chess. Ivan died whilst playing chess with his friend. Wow. Maybe I saw the word chess as I was reading that and I put it into play. It's weird how your mind works. Uh, Leopold of uh, Belgium. Now, this is a more recent one. This is 1835 to 1909. I know a little bit about this uh, absolute maniac. Uh, a real recent... I mean, the easy ones are Hitler and stuff. Well, you know them. These are some lesser known. This guy's a mongrel, though. When king, he ruled over the Congo Free State, which was approximately 76 times the size of Belgium. Uh, and, you know, he was the king of Belgium. 
So 76 times the size of, uh, size of Belgium. He made the entire world believe he was going to help Congo, but under his regime between 1885 to 1908, the country was subjected to a reign of terror. Over half a million died of diseases, and many died of starvation as well. He killed over 10 million Congolese, which was 50% of the population of Congo. All this just to gain money and more power. Wow. Isn't that... I mean, there's, are there still people alive? 1909? No. But, you know, that's within our living memory. Like, if you go back enough, that's your great-grandma, your grandma, your grandma would have been... Yeah, well, there you go. Um, <coughs> now, these are... Apologies for that, by the way. These are now living, nowadays, um, real-life villains. Now, I got this list. I'm not going to tell you where. Just, uh, I found it. Um, so it's subjective. And there's a surprise in there. An Australian one for us. It's probably maybe who you're thinking, but I was surprised they were on the list. So these are the general, the, the genuine real-life villains of the day that are still living. General Butt Naked, I know about this guy. He was a warlord. And the trick with including warlords on this list of real-life supervillains is that while they're despicable, they might not have that comic book supervillain quality. No such issue with General Butt Naked. Exactly, he called himself General Butt Naked. Born Joshua Milton Blay, General Butt Naked was a commander in the Liberian Civil War. I've, I remember watching that... Um, there was a Vice episode, a Vice series on Liberia, and it is scary to see. Wow, the atrocities that happened there and the, the hygiene and just the horror those poor kids are growing up in. It's awful. Anyway, he claims to have fought naked, hence the name, much like a berserker, who I think were Scandies. The berserkers, I believe, were a, a tribe of um, Nordic people that would toboggan down the side of icy Alps uh, naked and then hacked to death uh, the people of the village and they'd be so enraged with uh, anger they'd start hacking each other up hence the word berserk um, uh, also his, uh, have, his to have killed and eaten children Jesus, multiple it's alleged that he butchered thousands and also that he enslaved children into his army now this is in our lifetime people uh, and he was active in the blood diamond trade. It's said that his uh, deprivations were as a result of a close relationship he had with the devil. No, it's not. He's just mentally ill and, you know, criminally insane. And, you know, probably evil, but from his own doing. He since claimed to have been converted to Christianity and now works as a preacher. Jesus! He's just... I thought he'd be in jail. That's not good. If he did the other things, no way. All right, okay, here, Teodoro Obiang. Mugabe gets a lot of heat for being a vile tyrant, but there's some, um, some who suggest that there is a greater evil in the ranks of African dictators. In an article titled, titled Who's Africa's Worst Dictator? <laughs> uh, Slates point to Equatorial Guinea's President Teodoro Obiang as the top contender. On his resume, he is working for violent dictator uncle, disposing and executing said dictator uncle, governing using a system based on rampant abuse, torture and theft, and the stealing of $700 million in oil money to his name. He's living the high life, needless to say. He's also been accused of cannibalism, uh, because what else is left for him to do? That's awful. These people are still operating. Here we go, on the list, Tony Abbott. <coughs> this, is, um, this is interesting. So Abbott isn't a violent villain. This article is not Australian, by the way. So Abbott isn't a violent villain, but if ever there's a remake of Captain Planet, you can bet that one of the baddies will be based on him. See, as Prime Minister of Australia, Abbott has made it 
his mission to destroy all life on planet Earth. It's only a minor exaggeration. As PM, he and his party has repealed the Australian carbon price, killed the Climate Commission, maintains fossil fuel subsidies despite slashing all kinds of other programs, and possibly and irreparably damaging the Great Barrier Reef. He's also worked hard to tear up the Tasmanian forest and open an enormous coal mine. He once called coal the foundation of our prosperity, proving he's either an idiot <laughs> or hates life on Earth. Your choice. Fair call. There you go. I do, do hear, though, that he does pull in his neighbour's bins if they've been left out in the street too long. So he can't be all that bad. There you go. Uh, Damon Hinninger. He's like the villain in an old sci-fi film. What does Hinninger do? He's a president and CEO of the Corrections Corporation of America. What does that do? It's a private corrections company, meaning it profits. its profits are based on the demand for places to stick criminals. There you go. Here's the thing. That means that if there's less demand for criminals, um, say if certain drugs get legalised or punishments or crimes are made less severe, then profits for the company will go down. And that just won't do. So like most influential corporations, CCA lobbies governments to try to get what it wants which is more people in jail. Jeez, that is evil. Peter Popoff. Um, that's cute. Hello. Hello, Peter Popoff here. He's an exposed fraudster. Back in the 1980s, his faith-healing nonsense was exposed by James Randi, who proved he had no special... Okay, he's just one of those god guys. Uh, like any good gimmicky supervillain, Popoff got right back on his horse doing the exact same faith-healing course, and uh, so he's a tally evangelist. This man of God declared himself bankrupt in 1987 and is now a multi-millionaire with fancy cars and a huge mansion. Mansion, There you go, profiting of faith. Uh, Scott Lively. I mean, these are great names, aren't they, apart from Tony Abbott. Um, Scott Lively and Peter Popoff. Uh, what to say about Scott Lively? He's a bigot, first of all, but he's a next-level bigot. He's the American genius who helped criminalise homosexuality in Uganda. Why the fuck is he going to Uganda to do that? He has a big following among those anti-gay Russian groups that help criminalise gay propaganda, i.e. people just being open about who they are. He claims homosexuality is worse than genocide. Jesus. This Basically, this is a man who flies around the world doing his best to ruin the lives of gay people everywhere. What the... F Who's that... I mean, who cares enough to do that? That says a lot more about him than what he's actually doing. Like, why is he banging on about that so much? Who's... Anyway, uh, if that's not some crazy supervillainous nonsense, I don't know what is. A lawsuit against him specifically in reference to his despicable acts in Uganda is set to begin soon. Good, okay, he might be in trouble. Um, he's also a global warming denier, which should be shocking to nobody. Oh, jeez. All right, the Koch brothers. Alone, they are multi-billionaire ultra-conservatives bent on buying as much of the American government as possible. Together, they're that, but twice. <laughs> are they twins? Oh, I love that. These two men are responsible for the formation and funding of the political sideshow known as the Tea Party. I've heard of this. They're in the oil and petrochem business, so naturally a good amount of their money goes toward misleading the public into believing that global warming does not exist. Was it 17 degrees worldwide last week? Needless to say, highest temperature ever, by the way. Needless to say, the candidates they support tend to be a few crowns short of a full box. Some of the holdings owned by the Koch brothers include Stairmaster, Brawny Paper Towers, what? Lycra, Teflon, they're evil, um, and various oil pipelines, fertilizer plants, and Canadian oil sands refineries. I had to um, edit out a hiccup burp.
just then because it, it was gross. Uh, Bashar, Bashar al-Assad. Syria has had a rough go of it in recent years. The Syrian civil war has taken a heavy toll and the rise of ISIS has complicated the situation by throwing yet another terrible faction into the mix. This conflict's OG of being terrible in Syria, though, is Bashar al-Assad. The brutal president has indulged in typical dictatorial nastiness. Violent crackdowns on anyone protesting against his regime, ally, uh, allying with terrorist group Hezbollah, torturing and imprisoning, and imprisoning just about anyone he likes, but has also set himself apart by allegedly employing chemical gas attacks as a means of destroying opposition to his rule. At the moment, it's a toss-up between this guy and the number one villain for, on our control for list uh, on our list for control of Syria. Hopefully, both just vanish sometime soon. Hopefully, that is the case with this stuff. Like, you know, just someone gets in there and is just like, oh, just off him, off him. That's the um, I believe what happened with Tucker Carlson. Um, that full-on right-wing maggot that was on Fox News. I think, from what I hear, the Murdochs were just like, mate, you can't keep doing this with these replacement theories. Anyway, if you want, to, you don't have to look into that stuff, but if you want to, it's um, quite interesting and outrageously racist. All right, Louis Garavito. The really terrifying villains in comic books are the ones without the powers. They tend to try a little harder and make a real stain on the world. Uh, still, real life always trumps, and guys like the Joker have nothing on Louis Garavito. Garavito is a man who has confessed to raping, torturing, and killing 140 children. Shit. He was charged with killing 172. It's thought the true toll of his madness exceeds 300. Hang on a minute, who's this guy? Sadly, as in comic books, it seems Garavito will escape justice. Though he was convicted of his crimes, the maximum possible penalty in his native Colombia is 30 years. Because of his assistance in finding the bodies of his victims. Oh my god! That was knocked down to just 22. If he behaves, he might even shave some more time off that sentence. That's outrageous. Wow, sorry. Uh, that one threw me. Here we go. Uh, Comrade Duke, or Dutch. Uh, the Khmer Rouge rebels of uh, Cambodia. Is this depressing? I don't know whether it is. Because at least we know we're not like this. Oh, I hope. Uh, Khmer Rouge rebels of Cambodia are noted for being among the most disgusting war criminals in uh, Pol Pot um, in modern history. Comrade Duke is... Uh, Duke, I mean, what a type of name is that? He's noted as being one of the worst of that lot. Okay, well, I don't need to read that. That's, that's really... Okay. Uh, Kim Jong-un. Yeah, we know about that stuff. It's just uh, hierarchical horror. Um, and the last one, I'll just do this one just because I should, because they're saying this guy's the worst. Um, it's got nothing really awful in it though, about eating children. But uh, Abu Bakar al-Baghdadi, um, this opportunistic sob jumped out at the chance to unite a bunch of crazies and wage war on the people of Iraq and Syria, bent on creating a united Islamic caliphate under his guidance. You know his group by the name ISIS or ISIL. Uh, his group is noted for killing civilians, beheading just about anyone they feel like. And just bloody, see that guy over there? Just don't like the way he looked at me. You just bloody behead him just quickly. Yeah, just chop it off. Thank you. Um, and posting videos of the killing to the internet to try to galvanise support for their idiotic crusade. He's like the villain from Iron Man 3. Never seen it. Couldn't give a shit. We'll never watch it. Um, can't stand Marvel. I I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you love all that shit. I just cannot deal with it. Uh, the man uh, has a 10 million bounty on his head. God, you'd think it'd be more than that. And he's called the most mo uh, wanted man in the world. Okay, now I wanted to do some Even Stevens here. So I wanted to chuck in um, a female uh, villain. And... Because you got to have equal representation. And I know a lot of people are going to go, Eileen Worthnos, but she was like, she's a sex worker, and she just shot and um, shot and stole from seven men. 
who I imagine were dodgy anyway. I mean, probably didn't deserve to die. No one really deserves to die if they don't want to die. But, um, you know, I feel like, you know, she had a bit of trauma. She can, I'll allow her to have that. Not just because she's female. You know, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, here we go. I've got one. I found a female villain. I found a real life one, guys. Amelie Dyer is one of the most prolific. This is yuck. So I guess there is a, there's a warning on this one. What she does is awful. And it's babies. So unless you've uh, done something to a baby, trigger warning. Um, here we go. That sounded really wrong what I said then. God, this is not bad. Oh, this has been a great podcast, but not a good po- podcast at the same time. Okay, uh, Amelia Dyer is one of the most prolific serial killers in history. She reportedly murdered about 400. Jesus Christ. Over 400 or more babies over a 20-year period during the Victoria era. Oh, my God. The practice was known as baby farming, which is basically where you'd take the baby away from a, a young woman who didn't want to have the baby or she was paid for the baby. Oh, God. And then uh, they'd take the baby away and give it to another family, but she'd just throw them in the, um, the Thames. Oh, my God. Uh, anyway, she was sentenced to death. So there you go. There's more grisly stuff in there, but I didn't um, get into it. So there you go. What a bloody, what a chirpy old podcast that was. Ding, 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 diddly, ding, 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 um, Hey, thank you for listening. Thank you for the messages. Send some more. I love them. I love them. I love them. Uh, it keeps me, keeps me buoyant. I hope this brings you some buoyancy. Not the murders, but uh, yeah, don't watch the news. Listen to that guy. What's his name? Benjamin Johnson. Listen to him. Avoid the news if you can. And uh, be kind to everybody around you. And uh, if you're feeling sad, there's places you can call. Um, You can always just send me a message. You can send me a voice message. Whatever you want. So um, anyway, all my love. I hope you're doing well. And I'll speak to you next week. All right. Bye. This is my impression of a slightly racist man because he's a little bit suspicious because he just bought a taco off a Greek guy.